Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. For the second time in a month, the walls of our studio and the microphones have been graced by a Udist father. In this case, uh, you might remember a few weeks back, uh, Father Bob Pirelli came in and talked about his uh, family systems theory workshops. Uh, Father Bob, the only remaining Udist in Buffalo and Western New York, and a Buffalo-born Udist. Today, another Buffalo-born Udist who's been away for over 10 years now in the Philippines, Father Ron Bagley. Father, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Greg. It's good to be with you again. It's probably been, what, five, six years at least since you've been here in the studio, right? I, I think so. Yeah, I had you in a little – shortly after you left, maybe three, four years after you left when you were back one time. Um, uh, and an interesting note for folks, I know there are a lot of people that are either friends with you from here in western New York or follow you on Facebook or whatnot. Um, one of the only times that the three Buffalo-born Udists were together, uh, there were there, I saw a photo of you guys. It was just the other night yeah. we went out to dinner. Father Bill Rowland would be the third one yeah. along with Father Bob Pirelli and myself. Uh, so an interesting coincidence. Uh, how often do you get back to West Well, I get back here once a year usually. Okay. Um, more often in June and July but uh, my nephew's getting married so I came back at this time. Yeah, so you, um, I, I was I was just going to say that um, normally your visits seem a, a little bit earlier. Obviously, you came for a thing. You're in the middle of your school year now, right? right? And I, I teach at uh, Loyola School of Theology, so our academic year begins in the second week of August. So we're already a month into school, and uh, so I took a couple weeks off. All right then. Um, let's start with uh, one of the reasons that, uh, again, I you know I, there have been other times we've tried to connect, and either your schedule when you're here doesn't work out, or, or you know one of us has to cancel for one reason or another over the over the years that you, you've been in the Philippines. But this year you are celebrating your 40th anniversary of ordination. Uh, let's talk about that. A little bit because um, I had I had had Father Bob give a little kind of overview of the Udists, remind everybody who they are. Actually, the Congregation of Jesus and Mary is Correct. the formal name, right? Correct. And uh, well, I was ordained forty years ago at uh, Saint Amelia Church, which was my home parish growing up. But until I went to the Philippines, my entire ministry was here in Western New York, uh, starting way back with Cardinal Doherty High School. Then the youth department of the diocese, then the St. John Youth Center, which was a ministry training resource. Uh, then I went to St. Bonaventure Parish in West Seneca. And then after almost 30 years of priestly ministry, uh, my congregation invited me to go to the Philippines to begin our mission there. And we're going to talk about. I know we we probably have discussed that before, but um, it's interesting the the work that you're doing there. That seems like it would be unusual. Um, most we know this from from most of the order priests that are here in the diocese of Buffalo that come through the Catholic Center and the studios. Unusual that you would be ordained to a, a congregation like the Udis and still spend most of your priesthood right in the town that you were born in. 
It is unusual, except yeah. that the Yudis uh, in this province are mostly French-speaking. Yeah. So I was one of the few English speakers. So uh, with gratitude, my family was happy that I was assigned the <laughs> buffalo most of the time. Yeah, I've made it easy on them, easy on you uh, as as well. Uh, just tell us again about the uh, j- just the basic overview of the. Yudas fathers, and I'm thinking more in terms of how how maybe um, the charism and the the mission of the Yudas relates to some of the work that you told us about that you've done over during the course of your priesthood. Yeah, of course, Saint John Yudes was a priest in 17th century France, and at that time there was a great need for what we probably call today new evangelization. The people of France, of course, traditionally Catholic, but the faith was not very strong. So he preached parish missions to stir up the faith of people and in the process discovered that the clergy themselves were not well prepared at that time. There were no seminaries in France, so he started some of the first seminaries. So our work is always focused on the area of evangelization and formation of what we call good workers for the gospel, priests, religious, lay leaders. So uh, we were invited by uh, now uh, Cardinal Luis Antonio Tagle who at that time was the bishop of a smaller diocese in the Philippines, to come and exercise that charism specifically to help with the formation of seminarians, priests, and lay church leaders for his diocese. So that was the genesis of our going to the Philippines. We had never been in Asia at all in our almost 400-year history. And uh, so I was in the first little group that went there, and I'm the only one who's still there. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Um, How do you think you got the tap on the shoulder for this uh, particular assignment? The grace of God, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The the, uh, the, my uh, superiors, of course, they're looking for somebody who can speak English because English is. Not the national language, but widely spoken in the okay. Philippines, especially in the areas of education. And secondly, somebody who had some background or experience in formation. Father Ron Bagley is our guest here on Western New York Catholic Weekly this week. Uh, he's a Udist father from Buffalo serving in the Philippines. You can find him on Facebook. Uh, you know, you can uh, follow him there if you'd like. Uh, there's also a website. If you, in fact, if you search on Father Ronald Bagley, um, this website's going to come up too in your list, but it's udistsphilippines.com. Udist, by the way, E-U-D-I-S-T, so Udists with an S, philippines.com, all one word, and that'll take you to the website. You can search on any of those terms, and, uh, you know, you're going to find that uh, website, maybe find out some of the the work that Father Ron is doing that we're talking about here today. Uh, of course, your personal background, I mean, you mentioned they want somebody with some experience in formation, you know, in particular on the vocation and but I mean you have really an extensive background in um, parish evangelization and working with young adults and building communities. So uh, I would think in some ways you were a natural fit for this. Well, you know, thing. in my own reflection, it seems to me like almost everything else that I've done in my life prepared me for going yeah. to do the work I'm doing now in the Philippines, as you said. Working with young adults, of course, most of the seminarians that I teach are young adults. 
and uh, doing formation. When I was in Buffalo, much of the work I was doing was with lay people for formation for church ministries. Uh, but uh, it easily is uh, transferable to, to priests. Uh, one of my friends said to me recently, all those things you were trying to tell us for all those years, now you get to tell the priests. <laughs> now, that's an interesting. Let me let me back up a, a little bit on that. Yes, most of the work, particularly with St. John Youth Center, were with um, lay people and trying to kind of build up the laity. I think that's maybe where we were at at the time here as a, as a church, try, trying to strengthen those foundations. One reason, of course, was probably the um, dwindling or declining numbers of vocations to the priesthood, so a, definitely a need to develop a stronger laity for leadership roles. But did you have the opportunity much to work with priests in that capacity? Here in Western yeah. New York? Yes. Um, particularly when we will be invited by priests to come and do some training in their parish, help prepare the parish council. Uh, we did staff consultation also um, back in those days when uh, parish staff would try to plan for the future. We would facilitate that. And I taught several times at the seminary and in other diocesan uh, ministry programs. Uh, let's uh, let's impose that upon now in the Philippines. What about the kind of state of the church? I mean, uh, um, what are the opportunities for lay involvement there? That kind of thing. Oh, there are many opportunities for lay involvement because the the ratio of priests to Catholics is much lower than it is here in the United States. Uh, people talk about vocation crisis in the, in the United States, uh, shortage of priests. But in the Philippines, we have like one priest for every 30,000 Catholics. That's, that's far more drastic situation than we find here in the United States. So for, for a long time, uh, the church in the Philippines has depended on dedicated lay people, Primarily as volunteers because it's a poor church. It's not a lot of money to hire people. Uh, and there's a lot of people. We're not the only ones by any means. Uh, a lot of people who are focused on lay ministry formation um, because people need to be better equipped to do the ministry that they feel called to, uh, to do in their parishes. Those who are doing that, are they like the Udists, um, kind of either almost missionaries or from other places, or is it, or is some of it internal as well to the Philippines? Oh, oh well, the, you know, we're, we're a drop in the bucket uh, in, in the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, there is so much that needs to be done. Every, every group, every order, every organization that exists in the church is present in the Philippines. Okay. Uh, and somehow altogether, God uses us to hopefully advance the mission. Well, that's kind of how the church works all over. Um, I, you mentioned it is a large Catholic population in the Philippines, correct? Yes. Uh, right now, there's almost 104 million people in the Philippines, of which 86% are Catholic. I don't know the exact math, but it, it puts it up around 90 million. Wow. In a geographic area, if you take all 7,000 islands of the Philippines and 
put it together with no water in between, it's about the size of California. Okay. So so that would be like having, you know, half or a third of the population of the United States all piled into California. Correct. Wow. Wow. Uh I would imagine that's another thing. In fact, let me, let me come back to that that thought. We can take a – this is a good point to take a break. Father Ron Bagley joins us. He's a Yudas father from Buffalo serving in the Philippines celebrating 40 years of priesthood. Congratulations. I didn't say that at the beginning. Thank of the you program. very much. com uh, is the website, by the way, if you want to look that up while we go to break. And we'll be right back. Make your voice heard. Join the Catholic Action Network and speak out in support of the poor and vulnerable, the sick and elderly, the unborn, families and children. Sign up online at nyscatholic.org and click on Join the Network. That's nyscatholic.org. And visit the New York State Catholic Conference's Legislative Action Center. Read alerts on important legislative issues and email your state representative. Stay informed and strengthen the Catholic voice in New York. You'll find it all at nyscatholic.org. That's nyscatholic.org. I'm Greg Prince. Thank you for joining us on Western New York Catholic Weekly this week. About the second time in a month that uh, um, the Udist Fathers are represented here on the program. Father Ron Bagley joins us. He's back in Buffalo after having served in the Philippines. Been there uh, 11 years now and um, wearing many hats as uh, the website UdistsPhilippines.com uh, mentions um, and uh, in Buffalo celebrating his 40th anniversary and other uh, other family events as well. So we were talking about the church in the Philippines before we went to the break there and um, just kind of the size and scope of it. Um, How many islands did you say there were? A little over 7,000. Holy cow. So, I mean, that alone must create an incredible um, challenge for ministry, liturgy, all those things. Well, they're they're not all inhabitable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, of course, is the two big islands and then a number of smaller islands in the middle that basically form three different sections of the Philippines. And there's a major city, at least one major city on each okay. of those areas. Um, but it's a combination of densely populated urban and rural agricultural yeah, okay. And you mentioned very uh, – vocations very low um, compared to one in like 30 – one priest to like 30,000 people. Um, how's that coming? How Have you seen any progress since you've been there since one of the primary reasons obviously for going there was to kind of foster vocations and help uh, work in formation and whatnot? Uh, there, there are vocations in the Philippines are declining compared to 15, 20, 30 years ago. Okay. Uh, but there's still an ample number of vocations. Uh, I teach in a school of theology where many seminarians go, and we have quite a good number of them. If you talk to Filipinos, they'll tell you there aren't as many as there were, say, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, so... The globalization, westernization, uh, for many Filipinos, uh, they have caught that uh, that desire to make money and to live nicely. And uh, one of the ways they can do that is by getting uh, a good job. And families are smaller. Uh, so 
before, if you had 12 kids, to send a couple off to the convent or the seminary was not too difficult. But now if you only have four in the family, uh, you want grandchildren. Uh, similar to here in, let's say, the, the 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. There's some parallels. There are some parallels. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of that uh – in terms of that uh, family and, and church experience, uh, you also mentioned that you work with um, the, the current priesthood a little bit in, in, in terms of continuing formation. Right um, now, I'll, and we don't talk about this much on the on the program. We, we kind of try to try to keep it positive and focus on some of the good things that are happening and the positive trends or whatever. But I don't think it's any secret to anybody that it was a frustrating time, I think, let's say 70s, 80s, when we started to see this decline in the priesthood. Um, means more work for the current priests. Uh, you know, the vocations are going down. And it's kind of a cause of Frustration, you know, and, and understandably so. Are you experiencing that maybe a little bit in the Philippines as well? I mean, the workload's got to be tremendous. Yes, I think uh, even in the 11 years that I've been there, I've noticed that uh, some parishes, for example, that used to have three priests now only have two. Um, the size of parishes in the Philippines continues to increase. And so yes, there there is more work for fewer priests, yeah. and uh, the the number of priests is not keeping up with the increase in the population. So uh, compared to the U.S., people would say, "Oh, there's lots of vocations in the Philippines." Yeah. But when you put it in the context of the number of people, the demands that are placed on them, then uh, you begin to see that uh, there's really not a surplus by any means. And what's the um, – I, I think of this because of um, – I, I took a trip with uh, Father Ron Sajak to Uganda a few years back and we worked primarily with um, uh, the the priests in the diocese with their, with their congregations working on building a mission store for the diocese of Masaka. So we met a lot with priest councils and whatnot. And the attitude there was um, – Anyone that's willing to help in Uganda is kind of is welcome, you know. And and what you know, what's good for um, uh, Uganda is also good for the rest of Africa. It was a very open experience. How about in the Philippines? Like when, like you, you went in eleven years ago, first time the Udists said had been there. Were you welcomed there? Is there a little suspicion? How does that work? Oh, very much, very much welcome. Great, great. And uh, the the Philippines continues to benefit from many religious congregations who will send missionaries from different parts of the world. And whatever their charism happens to be, they bring and contribute it uh, to the church in the Philippines. Uh, there are some who are primarily in the area of uh, medical or uh, social work or teaching. Uh, for us, it's more in the area of, of formation and parish renewal. So, uh, there's an openness in the Philippines. Uh, of course, uh, the goal would be to uh, rely primarily on indigenous leadership, which which already exists in the Philippines. I mean, there's, um, the majority, the vast majority of uh, parishes and institutions are run by Filipinos. 
the school of theology I teach at. It's run by the Jesuits, and it is, uh, I think, 100%. No, not 100, almost 100% Filipino Jesuits. Jesuits, okay. So we're not in a missionary context. When I first went to the Philippines, I thought, why am I going to the Philippines, one of the most Catholic countries in the world? <laughs> People yeah, were calling me a missionary. Well, they don't need a missionary, but in the sense that Pope Francis talks about that we are all missionary disciples, uh, I see the missionary aspects of my work. I also see that uh, Filipinos are missionaries to the world. Uh, Cardinal Tagle frequently mentions that 10% of Filipinos uh, live outside the country. And wherever they grow, wherever they go, they bring their faith. I know many parishes in the U.S., uh, they've told me when they hear I'm from the Philippines, they say, oh, we have Filipinos in our parish now. They brought our parish back to life again. In Buffalo, we don't get too many. It's a little cold for Filipinos. <laughs> and, uh, but Toronto uh, has quite a few parishes that have Filipinos and, of course, the West Coast and the South. Interesting. What kind of influence would you say the church has had on the culture of the Philippines, being such a Catholic country? Does, is yeah. it, does it make a visible difference? Oh, in the Philippines, the, the church is the culture. Yeah, okay. The, uh, it's everything in the Philippines has the Catholic face to it. Uh, over 85% of Filipinos are Catholic uh, everything else is uh, the other 15%. Uh, so you can't talk about Filipino culture without talking about its Catholicity. It's a very pious, devotional uh, kind of faith, very vibrant, uh, in need of uh, ongoing catechesis uh, and, uh, and renewal, but uh, with the right manpower, uh, to to enable uh, the catechesis is, is the biggest need in the Philippines. Because of the number of priests and the number of people and the demand for masses, uh, priests find themselves very much in a primarily sacramental role, yeah. uh, providing masses. We have, we have priests. It's not unusual for a priest to have five, six masses on a Sunday. That's, that's normal. Uh, and... Uh, Funerals, weddings, all these other kinds of things. Uh, Filipinos are still getting married. Uh, they they are <laughs> sure. still having their babies baptized. Yeah. Uh, all of these things uh, put uh, big demands. There's no permanent diaconate in the Philippines. I was, was going to ask you about that too. Okay. Yeah. No, they talk about it now and then, but as of now, uh, there are none. Okay. Uh, it's a different context, a different culture. There's a lot of reasons probably that – we don't have time to go into. <laughs> uh, there, there were many priests in Uganda that had never seen a permanent deacon when uh, uh, Deacon Matt Hens came with us. Mm -hmm. So, it, it, you know, it, yeah, in many other areas of the church, that hasn't become a standard part of the church. I, I don't have a lot of time left. I did want to just, just quickly um, talk about – you mentioned that the um, – you're the only one left of the Udis that went there in the first place. How are the Udis doing, would you say, in, in uh, the Philippines? Actually, we're doing well. Good. When we first came, we were sent this uh, group of three right. uh, from three different Udis provinces, one from France, one from Colombia, and myself from North America. Uh, during that time, we've had a couple changes in personnel. We still have two Udis uh, from outside the country, myself and uh, a priest from uh, Benin, Africa. 
Uh, but we have six uh, Filipino Yudis now who have been ordained over the last uh, 11 years. And we have several more who should be coming up for ordination in the next couple of years. So um, that's not bad for the relatively short time that we've been there. So from the point of view of, of growing our community and growing our mission, uh, we're starting to, to take root. And I think most people would agree that after 11 years, we've done pretty well. I would agree as well. And uh, I wish you continued blessings on your ministry there in the Philippines and on the next 40 years of your <laughs> priesthood uh, at Multosanos, right, as they say. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> I hope your prediction is not coming true. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Uh, Father Ron Bagley is our guest Buffalo native who uh, a Yudas father serving in the Philippines. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your vacation here to join us. Thanks for asking, Greg. Yeah, I really appreciate it. You can learn more about um, all the work that he's doing, UDISTSPhilippines.com. UDIST spelled E-U-D-I-S-T-S and put an S on there, UDISTSPhilippines.com. Or just search on Father Ronald Bagley or Philippines UDIST and you will uh, – you're, you're going to find the, the sites and, and uh, you can learn more about all the things we talked about today. Of course, you can visit uh, buffalodiocese.org or wnycatholic.org. As well, the namesake of this program. Just look for the radio page. All of our podcasts are there, including the one. Look back a few weeks if you missed it with uh, uh, the last remaining Udist in Buffalo, Father Bob Pirelli. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org.